Fly me to the moon Let me play among the stars Let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars In other words Hold my hand In other words Baby, kiss me Fill my heart with song And let me sing forevermore You are all I long for All I worship and adore All right, welcome to Paranoid America, the Paranoid America podcast. I am Russell Dowden, former publisher of Paranoid Magazine. I published Weird Magazine years ago. I also published InfoWars Magazine for some time for Alex Jones here in the great state of Texas. I am glad to be back in the, as you call it, the paranormal hot seat. This is only podcast number four of this new show, Paranoid America. Our website is paranoidamerica.com. Give us a, a, a check a, a, check us out there. You can find the podcast on all the podcast networks. We're out there on about 20 or 30 of the podcast networks. So you can hear the podcast absolutely free. We are shopping the show at a ver- uh, my friends over at GCN Radio Network. They have about 900 affiliates. And what the idea is, I'm going to get about two months worth of shows recorded, and then we're going to talk to Lee, uh, Lee, and and the guys over there, and, and see if we can't find a home for for Paranoid America over there at old GCN Radio, and see if we can't get some affiliates to pick us up there. But I'm Russell. I've been publishing alternative media news for about 21 years, and this is not my first rodeo with this show. We've done many shows since 1999 when we got our our first paranormal show on the air there and on Halloween of 1999 following the Orson Welles radio broadcast. That was the uh, launch of our paranormal um, run here, as they say. But anyway, joining us this week on the program is Mr. Moon Man himself. Bart Sabrell is joining us on Paranoid America this week. I picked up his book recently. I became aware of it. I believe the book came out late 2021, early 2022. The book Moon Man, the true story of a filmmaker on the CIA hit list. Welcome to Paranoid America, Bart Sabrell. How are you, my friend? I'm doing good, Russell. You know, that's the best recording of Fly Me to the Moon I've ever heard. You have to send me a link of that. I like the drums at the beginning. At first, I thought it was construction outside. It was the drums. (laughs) Well, you know... You are best known for your film, A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to the Moon. I think I caught that in 2005, Came out in 2001. 2001. Okay. Well, you were on my radar about 2004, I know. And that film got me on a on a path that, that pretty much I've been on your side on this thing ever since I saw that film. And that's been a good, a good while. I guess give us a, a rundown here on you know, how this journey began for Bart Sabrell. Well, I mean, I grew up believing the moon missions are real like everybody else and even more so because my father was an officer in the Air Force, and we know now the moon landing fraud was filmed at an Air Force base through a deathbed confession that recently came out that's exclusively in my book. And I was even, I considered the greatest fan of the moon missions. I had a shrine 
Russell, in my home, a bedroom <laughs> wall covered with pictures, you know, up for the age of four to 14 that I saw every day, 3,650 times, literally worshiping the moon landing as the greatest event of mankind. <laughs> and then I saw a gentleman by the name of Bill Casey on a TV show when I was 14, and he worked at NASA and said it was impossible. He read classified memos going back and forth and that they staged it like a bluff in poker. Well, fortunately, a 14-year-old, hopefully, is still open-minded. I'm thinking, oh, never thought of that. So I go back to my bedroom wall, and in the early original prints that I have, they're not color-corrected like the latest ones are. The <laughs> earlier prints, the soil of the alleged moon, is a caramel brown color, just like it is in the real Chinese probes. But their backdrops were grayish blue, and you could really see, if you look for it, crystal clear, a line going left to right horizontally of the fake backdrop beginning where the real soil ended. And there's a saying, eyes wide shut, and you, unless you're looking for something, assuming they're real, you're not looking at them critically. And then I was put in touch with Bill Casing, who suggested as a filmmaker, mind you, uh, a filmmaker's job is to make fake scenes look real. So 10 years after I saw Bill Casing on TV, I was a filmmaker. I was editing for the guy who produced the show with Bill Casing on it. I saw 10 years earlier. He huh. put me in touch with them. Bill suggested I do a movie. And to tell you the truth, Russell, I originally turned down the project. <laughs> the more I looked into it, the more weird it appeared that maybe quite possibly they really did fake it. And I realized I have kind of a relentless personality, which of course is shown in Astronauts Gone Wild, which everyone can watch for free at sabrell.com. It's just my last name, S as in Sam, I, B as in boy, R-E-L.com. And that tied in with me liking puzzles. I kind of figured if anyone could uncovered the truth, it would be me. And then I realized if they really did not go, that could be dangerous. So I actually turned down the project. It wasn't until years later that I developed a conviction of right and wrong and realized that if they actually faked the moon landing, which they did, that's actually more profound historically than if they'd actually gone. Do you realize mm -hmm. that? Mm -hmm. The greatest event yeah. in human history is actually the faking of the moon landing and that truth, that cure for cancer, that cure of learning from our mistakes is being withheld from the public. So I changed my mind. I said, it is worth dying for. And uh, I ended up meeting days later, a multimillionaire who builds rockets for NASA, who knows that the moon missions are fake, who gave me a million dollars to produce my two movies. And in the course of this seven year project, I uncovered classified footage, which you can see for free mm -hmm. at sabrell.com. That link right there under sabrell.com, Moonman Video Links. My book is interactive. It has 16 video clips to back up everything that I say, including clips from NASA admitting that the technology to survive the trip going through the radiation to the moon and back, that that technology has yet to be invented. So I write a chapter, I say, now look at this clip, and I write another chapter, look at this clip. And when you read the book, I mean, and you we tie it in at the end with an actual deathbed confession, and you have someone at NASA who gave you a million dollars to produce these films exposing the fraud, 
you realize they really did fake it. The most outrageous conspiracy theory, you know, they faked the moon landing, is actually true. And actually, it's the easiest one to fake. <laughs> I mean, World War II was done in front of a billion, five billion eyewitnesses, but there's no independent press coverage of going to the moon. Well, we have to trust the government, right? Well, Bart, I got to tell you, man, I, I saw this film back in 04. I became aware of it then. But I was already kind of a guy before even seeing being come, being aware of your your films. I was already kind of the persuasion that, well, my gosh, if we'd have gone to the moon, well, there would be Hiltons and shopping malls and movie theaters on the moon. Let's just face it. There's nothing mankind does with anything that has to do with innovation. If there's a buck in it for anybody in, in, in humanity, we'd have found a way to get you know, a Disneyland operating already by now on the moon. Fact yeah, that's true. You know, it's the only time <laughs> in human history, if they were real, that technology is greater in the past than in the future. <laughs> because today, with five decades better technology, the farthest that NASA can send an astronaut into outer space is one thousandth the distance to the moon. So what they're really claiming is, in 1969, when all of NASA's computers combined had one millionth the computing power of a cell phone, they sent astronauts on the first attempt ahead of schedule 1,000 times farther than they can send an astronaut 50 years later with 50 years better technology. You cannot have 1,000 times greater technology in 1969 than you can today. That should prove it in and of itself. If it weren't for people's emotional attachment to Santa Claus, they would accept the truth for what it is. And it's ironic. You know, it's mankind's greatest accomplishment, if it were true. The United States' greatest accomplishment, if it were true. And some people are consider it blasphemy. I talked to a college professor of an aerospace university, and he said, there's nothing I could say that would make him recant, you know, the glorious moon landing. And I said, well, what if you saw... Buzz Aldrin on national TV confessing the moon missions were fake. Would you accept it then? And he said, no, he would still think he walked on the moon anyway. This is what is going yeah. on with people. Well, I'm a few years younger than you, so I wasn't, I didn't come around till a few years after the moon landing. But my father, you know, he swears he saw it on TV. We went to the moon. He saw it on TV, 1969. I got to say, I believe in a lot of other things regarding UFOs, ETs. We cover a lot of different subjects on this show and my previous shows. And I believe that, you know, the government knows about the work that, that you've done over the years. And I also believe they know, you know, they're very aware of William Binney, Bill Casing. But the NASA program that we were given seems to be like a dog and pony show compared to some of the maybe hidden technologies that might be out there. And I just want to share that and get that out there for you. Cause I, I do believe in some crazy other things with maybe secret space programs. And from what I've heard about that, any thoughts on that or. Yeah, that's a good observation. The analogy I like to use Russell is 75% mm -hmm. of Americans know that Oswald did not kill Kennedy. 50%, 50% of Americans know that planes, pinhole airplanes going through a skyscraper did not bring it down. 
That's a mechanical impossibility, right. according to 3,000 architects who risked their reputation signing a document saying that's impossible. Just look at the Oklahoma City bombing, right? Mm-hmm. Half the building is blown away and the things still stand because it's a grid. So the point is, whoever did 9-11, all those people are still dead. And whoever killed Kennedy, he's still dead. This is different. Yeah. This is a positive lie. This is taking candy away from the American public and giving them a turd instead. They don't want a turd. They don't want the truth. They want to (laughs) believe in the glory. But the fact is, all those people who were brainwashed by Walter Cronkite tearing up and a black and white image that Gilgan's Island was 10 times the resolution at the time, (laughs) uh, they, they had that emotional imprinting. And those people are dying off and objective people like me and you are looking at it. I mean, again, I wasn't just a believer in the moon landing. I was I was, uh, you know, a shrine worshiper of it. I had a shrine on my wall for 10 years or more uh, dedicated to Apollo 11. And I finally had to admit that it was fake. Okay, I had a guy at NASA telling me it was fake. I had a a millionaire at NASA telling me it was fake who financed my movies. And I still said, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt that they went until I know otherwise. Then we find classified footage of fake photography of them faking being halfway to the moon dated two days into the flight with a one foot model of the earth and a third track of audio of the CIA telling them to fake a four second radio delay. And you can see this all for (laughs) free at sabrell.com. Don't even have to buy the book. Although you might want to, it's only 20 bucks. I read it myself on audio and it's on Kindle or print. And when I saw that, Russell, I mean, I'm like, oh my gosh, they really did fake the moon landing. And I remember calling up Bill Casey frantically. They didn't go. They really didn't go. And he's like, well, Bart, I told you. I'm like, no, no, they really didn't go. And he's like, well, Bart, I told you. (laughs) Well, epiphany when it, when you, you realize this is how fallen our world and government is. Yeah, and and, and when I saw your film, it, 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 are you talking about? For me, what was crazy was the cutout when they go to the back. Yeah, yeah that's it. That's what you're talking about, right? That, is yeah. that what really did it for you too? Absolutely. Yeah, you, I mean, you know, and, and this is one of the clips. If you go to sabrell.com. Yeah, what time? We're 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 on the timeline. We we have it queued up, Bart. But I was wondering where that part was in your film. If well, you knew, I don't know, you know, uh, scan forward. I don't know. It's in. Um, <laughs> I, I could try to do a share screen, but basically, if you go to the book clips and click on the one that says "smoking gun" about halfway through, uh-huh. I do a side by side comparison of where they claim the shot is 130,000 miles away from the earth. And on the right, the part they edited out, uh, the lights come up and it's a one foot model. And yeah, I mean, my gosh, when you see that, 80% of the people who watch my movie who previously believed the moon missions were real, recant. And 95% of the people who read my book who previously thought it was real, recant. And so we have four times the evidence We have the logic. You cannot have a thousand times better space traveling capability in 1969 than you can today. We have this classified footage of them using a one foot model. This footage, Russell, was shown to two different NBC news directors who both agreed it proved the fraud. One refused to broadcast it for fear it would cause a civil war. Second, air it nationwide until they got a threatening call from the federal government. 
yeah, this picture, if you stop right there, you can see to the right is a picture, you know, on that monitor of uh-huh. two shadows diverging at 90 degrees. And to the left of that are the shadows of two telephone poles, which should be parallel in sunlight. <laughs> yeah, that all of that's, this. That's third proof, okay? Yeah. You can't have a thousand times better technology in the past. You, we found a one-foot model of them faking being halfway to the moon, and this picture would prove it in a court of law. Shadows of those two telephone poles, if it's really in sunlight, would run parallel and never intersect. Here are two objects five feet apart, allegedly on the moon, intersecting at 90 degrees, proving it was taken with electrical light, which means they're on Earth and they didn't go to the moon. And that's the last mission to the moon. And then fourthly, we have an eyewitness who confessed on his deathbed. That would prove it in court also. He eyewitnessed them faking the moon landing at Cannon Air Force Base June 1st, 2nd, and 3rd of 1968. As he's dying, he says, I have to get this off my chest. He also confessed to killing a coworker to keep it a secret who was going to blab to the media. As you're dying and wanting to get right with God, you don't confess you're a murderer, right? Right. Unless it's true. And then he said the reason why he killed him was to cover up the moon landing fraud filmed at Cannon Air Force Base. He was the chief of security. Cyrus Eugene Akers gave a list that uh, President Johnson gave to him. President Johnson was there for the first day of filming, and he gave the chief of security a VIP list of visitors who could come in and observe. And he said, only these people are allowed in, and we published that list in the book. Some of these people are still alive, and more than one have been confirmed to have been at Cannon Air Force Base in June of 1968. Cannon Air Force Base is Clovis, New Mexico? That's right. But and all the, branches, all the branches of the military have their special ops intelligence division. And basically, the special ops intelligence division of the United States Air Force is Cannon Air Force Base. What a thought. Just amazing. Stay right there, Bart. We're going to take a, a little commercial break here. We'll come back. We're talking with the moon man himself, Bart Sabrell. Director, filmmaker of the funny thing happened on the way to the moon. I've got the new book right here is out, Moon Man. You got to check this out, guys. If you don't think we went to the moon, read the book. You'll be confirmed. Uh, I, I'm one of them. I saw the films. I knew then. I said, I put me on. It's his fault. I put me on this path. Now I'm like, I know we never went to the moon. So stay tuned. Paranoid America. We'll be right back after this. Please be true. In other words, I love you. realize you are in an interstellar conveyance. You are already outside the atmosphere of your own planet. In an instant of your time, we travel from beyond your moon to the surface of your Earth. Headline edition, July 8, 1947. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. Army officers say the missile found sometime last week 
has been inspected at Roswell, New Mexico, and sent to Wright Field, Ohio, for further inspection. Shoot a status report. Be operational, and all my circuits are functioning perfectly. Excellent! Engineering to Captain Kirk. Kirk, yeah, what is this guy? Ready to try it when you are, sir. Inform engine room to prepare for maximum acceleration. Energize. Hey, it works! Program complete. Enter when ready. Tired of the lies, conspiracies, and propaganda the deep state uses to program you? Does the thought of empirical corporate globalism make you paranoid? Then Paranoid America is your source for alternative news. Listen to Paranoid America weekly on the GCN Radio Network or wherever podcasts are available. Your filter for mainstream fake news and disinformation. Featuring world news, the paranormal, cover-ups, UFOs, cosmic disclosure, secret space programs, and the parapolitical soup of today's global theater. If you aren't paranoid, you aren't listening. The Paranoid America Radio Show. Now, live from an underground bunker fortified with cheese whiz and crackers. The man dressed in black fatigues, wearing a tin hat made of aluminum foil. Your host, Mr. Paranoid, Russell Dowden. Welcome back to Paranoid America. I'm Russell Dowden, former publisher of Paranoid Magazine. I do not publish Paranoid Magazine any longer. I could bring that back if I wanted. But uh, we did publish InfoWars Magazine 10 years ago, and that was fun, I got to tell you. But anyway, we're glad to be doing this show, getting my feet back into the realm of paranormal conspiracy, alternative media, just so many younger generations are out there doing a great job at doing paranormal talk, radio, um, doing media. It's just great to see uh, this being done very well by my kids' generation. And so quite frankly, I'm still in media. I still publish magazines. I still uh, do a radio show here in Austin, Texas. But man, I had to get back into this because things are starting to heat up. My guest, Bart Sabrell, author of A Moon Man, the true story of a filmmaker on the CIA hit list. There's the book. There's the two films. You got to check them out. It's all at sabrell.com. Take a look. Take a listen. Give it a read. Welcome back to the show, Bart Sabrell. How are you, my friend? Thanks for being a part of the show. Sure. If I may say, Russell, yeah. I think your show is so slick looking. The graphic, <laughs> the music, the animation, the opening, even the lighting behind you. And of course, they live the quintessential science fiction room. I think it's one of the slickest podcasts I've ever seen. <laughs> well, thank you for, for saying that. We take pride in what we do. We do do another show here. Like I, I have a show, honestly, that's on cannabis and hemp and CBD. I, I host the Texas Hemp Show here in, in Austin, Texas, and that's on an ESPN affiliate. But we do that show every week. And then I've been doing this. So you're only my fourth episode of this 
new incarnation, Bart. So I appreciate you being on. I appreciate you uh, giving us the shout out because we do put a little bit of work into this thing and and try to make it look cool. There's just so many. You're doing one now, too. Fire off your podcast. Tell us a little bit about what you're doing. Well, yeah, just go to sabrell.com. And there's a button under there for Bart's podcast for $10 a month. I do one weekly podcast kind of summarizing the alternative media, future events that could happen. And uh, pretty regularly about the moon landing fraud, the latest updates from Artemis and so forth. So that's available on my website, sabrell.com. You can just click on subscribe to Bart's podcast and you can become a member for only $10 a month. And then some of the tiers... Uh, allow one-on-one 30-minute chats with me once a month or 60-minute. Can you talk about how the fact that they, of the most profound uh, event in human history, NASA somehow lost all of the telemetry telemetry data? This this is another ridiculous thing. Well, yeah. I mean, first of all, all, in today's dollars, going to the moon costs an equivalent of $200 billion dollars and nasa admits one of the clips you can see for free at sabrell.com is nasa admits that they intentionally destroyed that technology they intentionally destroyed the blueprints the schematics and the hardware of all the equipment that went to the moon on the first attempt now would bill gates spend 200 billion dollars making the first supercomputer It works fantastic, and then throw it in a furnace with all the original diagrams, hardware, and software. Of course not. The only technology they might have considered doing that was the atomic bomb. And yet the atomic bomb, 10 years after it was first exploded, was 1,000 times more powerful. So if they could go to the moon on the first attempt with one million computing power cell phone, (laughs) we would have been on Mars 10 years later. We'd be in another solar system by now, and there'd be bases all over the moon. And they destroyed all the telemetry data of where the rocket originally was. They also destroyed all of the original videotapes. Ron Howard, bless his heart, his own grandfather told him the moon landings were fake, and he didn't listen. And he did an IMAX film in the late 90s about the glorious moon landings. Mm -hmm. Well, he wanted the highest quality to project these things 100 by 120 feet. NASA panicked, and between the request of him to do so, to broadcast it at the highest resolution ever seen before in humanity, they lost or destroyed all of the original videotapes. I mean, imagine that. They have the Declaration of Independence that's 247 years old, but they misplaced two tons of videotapes. You see, if you really went to the moon, you would never, ever, ever destroy that investment. However... If you perpetrated a fraud, that's exactly what, what you, you would, would want. <laughs> so the fact that they destroyed everything is actually proof of the fraud. Because if you really went, you would never do it. And if you perpetrated a fraud, that's exactly what you would do. And Bart, during your seven years with that investment to doing these two films that you did, you were punched by Buzz Aldrin, threatened by, I think, Edgar Mitchell. Uh, these guys, when you confront these astronauts, they're they're legitimately pissed off you know and it to me it begs the question if why would they be so agitated are you asking this if 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 it weren't if itself weren't true yeah i mean if i walked on the moon and someone thought that it was all done in a tv studio i would find that hysterically (laughs) funny i would be like sure i'll swear on three bibles would four 
make you feel better? <laughs> so what they react to, it's like me going up to them in front of their wife and saying, oh, your mistress says hello. Yeah. You see, a sword with no point causes yeah. no injury. It's because the sword has a point. It's the truth that it embarrasses them. In fact, the book at sabrell.com is called Moon Man, the true story of a filmmaker on the CIA hit list because mm-hmm. – I confronted one of the Apollo astronauts. I showed him the fake footage right there, faking, being halfway to the moon. He turns beet red. Where did you get this? Kicked me out of his house with my back to him. He literally kicks me from behind, right? (laughs) And in the commotion, we left a wireless microphone on him. And in the commotion, my camera guy forgot to hit stop record. So while the camera's in the back seat of the rental car in the guy's driveway, we're recording the private conversation of him and his son in his house with the door closed, where they are discussing word for word whether or not to have me assassinated by the CIA. Now, if I'm some silly person who thinks it was done in a TV studio, why would they care? Why would the CIA (laughs) care? But the fact is, several of those people on the list of attendees we got from Cyrus Eugene Akers, who I witnessed, the moon landing fraud at Cannon Air Force Base, this list is published in my book. Several of those people are CIA. And then why is an Apollo astronaut have the CIA in his Rolodex that he can just call up people and have them killed? And so when I'm editing my book to verify this information with the dead guy's son, mm-hmm. the son's house is broken into. This is less than two years ago. Mm-hmm. All of the material about his father was taken, and he was personally threatened face-to-face with murder if he ever spoke to me again about his father's participation in the moon landing fraud. This is less than two years ago. We Man. had to get the FBI involved. The White House press secretary was involved. And a United States Center on the Cell, uh, Intelligence Committee was involved to protect this guy. What's worse so, What's worse than the government faking the moon landings, Bart, is that they faked them and then lied about them. I mean, that's the damning. Well, that's really what's damning as well, you know. Well, it's more than that because, you know, like I said, whoever killed JFK, he's dead. Whoever did 9-11, they're dead. This is a positive lie. And people don't want to give up candy and trade it off for a turd. But it's more than that. Okay. They held ticker tape parades for these guys and gave them medals of honor for being such a good liar. The public cried. The public got down on their knees and prayed for them, and they waved their flag. They printed it in encyclopedias. They printed it on coins. They printed it on stamps. And if the public found out that all of that was a lie, I think that NBC News director, there's a little truth to why he wouldn't broadcast it. He says it will cause a civil war. The people will be so outraged at the federal government. So get this. He refuses to broadcast it for fear that the corrupt federal government will be brought down by exposing their crimes. Mm -hmm. Isn't that what's supposed to happen? Isn't that the whole point of the media? (laughs) And as you know from that clip I was watching during the break, they said when the thing happened in Roswell, it's a UFO, and it was moved to Rice Field in Ohio. And that was right after World War II, where everything was supposed to be over. We're back to peace, love, and truth. And the one time they potentially told the truth, they said, that's it. We can't tell the truth to the media or the American public ever again. And one of the clips at Sabrell.com is the Zabruder film. Mind you, the Zabruder film wasn't shown on television until 12 years later by Geraldo Rivera. So Dan Rather, two days after Kennedy is killed, he says, well, let me describe it for you. 
Well, in this clip at sabrell.com, they synchronized Dan Rather describing it with the Zabruder film. And he says, and after the third fatal shot, Kennedy's head goes violently forward at the very moment it's going violently backward. So Dan Rather said the exact opposite of the truth on national TV. And Woodward and Bernstein found a CIA document that said the CIA had 400 journalists on the CIA payroll at NBC, ABC, CBS, and Lifetime, Reuters, Associated Press. They completely control everything. The country is run by the CIA. I mean, William Benny, who you mentioned, and you can't even go to his website. I type WilliamBenny.com. You can't get to it. Mm -hmm. Well, he worked for the NSA for 30 years. He went on national TV and said, oh, by the way, we spy on the private conversations of Supreme Court justices in order to get financial and sexual impropriety on them so we can blackmail them to vote the way that we want to. So it's a national fact that's not contested that Supreme Court justices are being blackmailed by the CIA and NSA and not a single investigation. That's how corrupt our country is. Well, I mean, that's bad. Bart, what, what I understand is that at the height of the Cold War, you know, we advanced rocketry was being su- superbly demonstrated by the Soviets at, uh, during the, the 60s era of the Cold War. So, you know, you can understand why... <laughs> The U.S., you know, they created this, this space race, and, and you can understand why there may have been a reason or motivation for them to want to get to the moon before the Soviets did. Or, or the Soviets, I don't even know that the Soviets were trying to get to the moon. It just, but they really duped us. I mean. Yeah, but, yeah, but, but not really. For example, Russell, let's just say you're having a problem with your neighbor. Your dog is barking at two in the morning or is leaving his, his trash in your yard. Is the way to get along with your neighbor lying and deceiving each other, mm-hmm. or is the way to get along with your neighbor telling the truth? You see, the best way to get along with these other countries, Russia, China, whoever, is to be as honest and open as possible and to find common ground and to just acknowledge the way that things are. You see, having deceit and deception against your neighbor is only going to cause more problems. So we have a federal government that is so arrogant that they faked the moon landing because according to Bobby Kennedy Jr., and he has more access to the JFK files than Oliver Stone does. He said his conclusion is that the CIA murdered his uncle, President John Kennedy. Now that's election interference. I've ever heard about it, right? (laughs) The CIA killed their own president. And then Robert McNamara, defense secretary during the Vietnam War, said the whole reason the war began in a congressional a uh, resolution was passed because of this event called the Gulf of Tonkin incident where an allegedly a North Vietnamese ship attacked an American ship to motivate, you know, belief in the war. They made that up. He and the CIA made that up. That led to the death of 58,220 Americans. So if they're willing to kill that many of their own people, they're willing to fake an image on a television. Stay right there, Bart. We're going to take another quick break. This is Paranoid America. You're listening to Bart Sabrell, Moon Man. The book is the book, the true story of a filmmaker on the CIA hit list. We'll talk about some of the aspects about shadows intersecting. We're going to talk about removing one of truth's protective layers and Armstrong and speaking cryptedly to universities at the White House. It's Paranoid America. Stay tuned. 
not realize you are in an interstellar conveyance. You are already outside the atmosphere of your own planet. In an instant of your time, we travel from beyond your moon to the surface of your Earth. Close encounters of the first kind. Sighting of an unidentified flying object. Close encounters of the second kind. Physical evidence of a UFO. Close encounters of the third kind. Contact. From Steven Spielberg, the director of Jaws, comes one of the most ambitious and unusual films ever made. And what you will see has never been seen before. It is a cosmic mystery, crossing what many scientists believe will be the next threshold of human experience. It is called Close Encounters of the Third Kind. It begins in an Indiana town and leads to one inescapable conclusion. We are not alone. Close Encounters of the Third Kind. A Columbia Pictures presentation in association with EMI. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Good evening. As a duly designated representative of the city, county, and state of New York, I order you to cease any and all supernatural activity and return forthwith to your place of origin or to the nearest convenient parallel dimension. That ought to do it. Thanks very much, Mike. Live from an undisclosed location from Austin, Texas, this is Paratimes Radio with your host, Russell Dowd. I knew it. This is an alien, and you guys are from some government agency trying to keep it under wraps. Exclusively on Talk Radio 1370, Austin. Are you tired of the lies, conspiracies, and propaganda the deep state uses to program you? Does the thought of empirical corporate globalism make you paranoid? Then Paranoid America is your source for alternative news. Listen to Paranoid America weekly on the GCN Radio Network or wherever podcasts are available. Your filter for mainstream fake news and disinformation. Featuring world news, the paranormal, cover-ups, UFOs, cosmic disclosure, secret space programs, and the parapolitical soup of today's global theater. Tune in weekly as we dig deep into the dark vault of false flag agendas and unlock the esoteric and the unknown. If you aren't paranoid, you aren't listening. The Paranoid America Radio Show. Now, live from an underground bunker fortified with cheese whiz and crackers, the man dressed in black fatigues, wearing a tin hat made of aluminum foil, your host, Mr. Paranoid, Russell Dowden. To Paranoid America. I'm Russell Dowden, former publisher of Weird Magazine and Paranoid Magazine, as well as InfoWars Magazine. Man, am I having fun doing this, getting back into the hot seat. There's been so many crazy things going on in recent years, especially recent months. There's UFO sightings, there's people claiming things, reverse engineered, I don't know. There's a lot of stuff going on, which has driven me back into the paranormal hot seat. I've hosted Weird Radio before, I've hosted Para Times Radio. I've done a lot of shows over the years, and uh, happy to get back here in the hot seat and and do 
Paranoid America and bring a bring another version of this kind of topic to you as an alternative media show. Next week on the program, real quick, want to mention a friend of mine, Jack Blood, former radio talk show host himself, will be joining us on the show. Then in the following week, Richard Serrett, who hosts Coast to Coast AM. We're going to do part two with Richard on the 29th. And then our friend of ours, Ray Muniz, is a, a former uh, kind of contact E, uh, been on Unsolved Mysteries, uh, done all of the all of the uh, talk shows from the early 2000s. Ray's going to be on the show. He's a friend from Austin. And then I'm open for booking in, in July. I've got kind of lot, all of July and August is open. So we're going to we're gonna have to hit up uh, Richard's uh, address book to get uh, some of his guests maybe on my show. Or maybe I'll hit up my guest this week, Bart Sabrell's list of, of, of uh, people that he's uh, interviewing these days. Our guest again, Bart Sabrell, author of Moon Man, the true story of a filmmaker on the CIA hit list. And is of course, famous film from 2001, The Man Behind the Infamous, A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to the Moon. Welcome back to the show, Bart. I, I got to say, one of the things I wanted to try to pull off on this week's show is see if we could pull that clip, the cryptic thing that, in, I don't know, was 1992 or three when uh, Neil Armstrong says there's a protective layer of, uh, can we pull that up, Carl? Let me ask my producer. You know the one, you, you've you showed this in your film. It's very epic. And I'll see if we can't play this for our viewers and see what you think of this. And I'll get my guest comments. Uh, that, let's talk about that image while you have it up there. Sure, because sure. This, this is their one and only press conference. And they all look like at their uh, mother's funeral. Yeah. Yeah, you know. And this convinces many people that they didn't go to the moon. They, I agree. They all look like they're at a funeral of their mother rather than the heroes in the winning locker room of the Super Bowl. And you see what's by Neil Armstrong, who's in the middle there, his right hand, is he has a teleprompter. They're the only people who know what it was like to walk on the moon. So why are they being prompted with what that experience <laughs> looks like? And then Neil Armstrong on the 25th anniversary of the moon mission when a group of high school students were going through the White House. Mind you, two of the three guys never give interviews unless the president personally asked them to do it. Mm -hmm. And he's tearing up and saying to the students, perhaps someday you'll be able to remove one of truce's protective layers. That's right. That's right. Let's, then, let's play the clip. Let's play the clip, Bart, just for viewers and listeners. And so they can hear this this announcement from Neil Armstrong. Check this out. On the 25th anniversary of the event in 1994, Neil Armstrong made a rare public appearance and held back tears as he spoke these brief cryptic remarks before the next generation of taxpayers as they toured the White House. Today we have with us uh, a group of students among America's best. To you, we say... We've only completed a beginning. We leave you much that is undone. There are great ideas undiscovered. Breakthroughs available to those who can remove one of truth's protective layers. Uh, and that that he is that truth that protective layer there himself, and that is of course from your your infamous film. You know, he looks like he's fighting back tears right there, Bart. Yeah, it's interesting. I just had the thought for the first time now. He, so he's encouraging people to remove one of truth's protective layers. And yet when I confront him as the person who did pull back that layer, an astronaut's gone wild, 
he still defends the, the moon landings. And so he's a little contradictory there. Yeah. You know, he, he wants tr- to protective layers to be removed by people. And then when I do it, he's mad at me for doing it. He probably heard from fellow astronauts. Have, hey, has this guy reached out to you yet? Watch out for Bart. He's going to he's going to come at you, man. So three letter intelligence agencies have obviously briefed him and told him keep their story together. Or maybe they don't even have to be told by three letter agencies, Bart. You know, they might have signed security clearances. You know, in the uh, you know before the Apollo programs. Well, this is why they're still concerned that the truth will come out. I mean, NBC was going to broadcast the footage I uncovered, which proves them faking being halfway to the moon, meaning they can't leave Earth orbit. And what a surprise! Fifty years later, they still cannot leave Earth orbit. That's why there's mannequins orbiting the moon. Right. They can somehow drive cars and play golf on the moon 50 years ago. Now they can only send mannequins to orbit and not even land. So NBC was going to air this footage, which proved the fraud. And they got a threatening call from the federal government. This is a big embarrassment. And it'd be one thing if they faked the moon landing and didn't kill anybody. The problem is I interviewed dead astronauts relatives. This is not in my film, but exclusively in my book. I interviewed the widow and son of the man who was going to be the first man to walk on the moon. And her name that I interviewed, Betty Grissom, I interviewed her for four hours. Mm -hmm. She told me that on January 26, 1967, her husband, the man who was going to be the first man to walk on the moon, comes home and tells her, Han, for some strange reason, the CIA is all over the launch pad today, monkeying with the equipment. The very next day, the guy's dead by, quote, faulty equipment. She told me her husband was murdered by the CIA. Mm-hmm. Her son, who's a 747 pilot, who I interviewed for three hours, says his father was murdered by the CIA. So this is the problem. She's been, you know, proclaiming until her dying day that the CIA is murdering Apollo astronauts for not cooperating with fraud, right? Yeah. So the problem is... If that if the truth comes out that the moon landings are fake, the very next can of worms are going to have to open up is the Apollo one fire, because that means that our government is murdering their own people because our founding fathers said that when any government becomes destructive of life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness, that government should be altered or abolished. They're murdering their own people. Robert McNamara said so. He murdered fifty eight thousand 220 Americans in the Vietnam War because we made up this fake attack by the North Vietnamese. And they're murdering their own astronauts who will not cooperate with their fraud. And we're paying for it. Our tax dollars paid the salary of the CIA agents and their hardware that are being used to kill our fellow citizens. This is our country. Yeah, and not only right? that, you know about Operation Northwoods and the document that that Kennedy turned away that wanted to kill our kill Americans as well is 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 a known fact. Operation Northwoods was was put to put to bed by Kennedy when he looked that over. I've also heard, and I don't I mean you could you comment on this if you'd like as well, but I had also heard uh, that Grissom had uh, had. It's been alluded that he knew there was something else going on, and and I don't, and maybe that was one reason. That's a conspiracy that floats around out there. I don't know if there's any truth to that, but well, I talked to him, his wife, for many many hours, and his son. Mm-hmm. He w- he was saying they weren't anywhere near able to go to the moon. One of his last mm-hmm. words were, "Hey guys, we can't get a wired intercom to work between two buildings." 
So how are we going to go to the moon? And then a funny thing happened on the way to the moon, which you can see for free at sabrell.com. I don't have the narrator bring attention to it, but in that film, we show about five or 10 seconds of them rehearsing, you know, picking up the first rock in front of reporters. He has a stick with a bag on it to pick up a rock on this, you know, lunar set in front of reporters and the bag falls off the end of the stick. They can't even get a stick with a bag on it to work. Not to mention life support, radiation support, and all this. So he was a whistleblower. Virgil Grissom was preparing multiple reports to give to his congressman and senator, and those were confiscated from his house before his widow was even informed of his death. Mm, mm. What do you think about... The, the decline of NASA in recent years, we haven't had a, a real, there's been since the shuttle program closed down. I mean, there, there hasn't been a whole lot of activity going on in NASA, at least getting out in there. It seems like a lot of the space programs lately have been, at least the public space programs, are, are now gone private. Well, I think they've already accomplished all that they can and intend on doing. Right. For example, the space shuttle was around for 20 years. It flew, I think, uh, 135 missions. That's one about every 10 weeks for 20 years. People don't realize that that is an incredibly fast pace. When a building is on fire, you run fast. And if they're launching 135 missions into space in only 20 years, one every approximately 10 weeks, there's some urgency. I think mm -hmm. they're building something in orbit to probably stop a comet or asteroid. I think they're just going to keep postponing the moon missions until there's some global catastrophe, pandemic, economic collapse, or comet or asteroid, and then no one will care who shot JFK or who whether the moon landings are real or not. You you know about Eisenhower's farewell speech, sure. right? Oh, yeah. During 1961, warning that the Pentagon is taking over the country. The guy is so scared he wouldn't say it for the eight years in office for fear that he would be killed. Kennedy tried to do something about it, and sure enough, he got killed. Yeah. Where Janet Napolitano is Homeland Security Director, and she said something very interesting her last day in office. She said a natural disaster is coming, the likes of which has never happened before in the United States. So there's three clues here. What's coming is a natural disaster. It's a natural disaster that has never happened in the 247 years of America. And a third hidden clue, it's a natural disaster that somehow you could know about years in advance. Well, we've had volcanoes, hurricanes, earthquakes, and but you can't predict an earthquake or a volcano years in advance, but you could predict an asteroid. Right. Yes. Because of mathematics, it's a natural disaster. It's never happened in America, and you can know about it years in advance. I think that's what all those missions to the space station were for through the space shuttle. They don't need it anymore. They're done. I got two or three left for you here. We got about five or six minutes left. What then is the purpose? Bart Sabrell of Space Force. Well, nothing. I mean, unless they want to make a good TV show out of it. I, I mean, it's, it's a front. I mean, I used to live in Nashville, Tennessee, and there were these hot chicken places all over the place in the 1970s. Mm -hmm. And I would go in there and there'd be like nobody in there. 
and yet they'd have 20 line telephones going on and on nonstop. Well, they were gambling fronts. <laughs> and so NASA and all these things are just fronts because they spent $200 billion to fake going to the moon. Maybe they spent a quarter of that, right? So what did they do with the other $175 billion? I mean, CNN was sold for only $7.5 billion, one half the price of one aircraft carrier. I say with that missing money, they bought up CNN, Time Magazine, AT&T, Verizon, so that they can spy on everybody and control everything, right? There's a missing $2,300 billion, $2.3 trillion, that they announced right before 9-11 that we misplaced. That's right. 1999, Congress passed a law that that the Pentagon needs to be audited within one year, 20 years go by, and they're not audited. They're ignoring the law and getting away with it. So this is the state of our country. And that's, you know, when you realize they were so arrogant to have faked the moon landing and to murder people to cover it up, this is beyond, you know, control. They are destructive of life. The government is destructive of liberty. If you have to ask permission to go shopping, ask permission to go to church, I don't care if nine out of 10 people are dropping dead. It's your right to go shopping under those circumstances and open your business under those circumstances. And so we're we're actually slaves. They say we have the best health care in the world and it's the worst. After heart disease and cancer, the number one cause of death is medical malpractice. 70% of Americans are on medicine, which means 70% of Americans are sick. That's the worst health care in the world. We're being lied to continually. A minute and a half left in the show. Bart Sabrell, our guest. Are we ever going to get back to the moon or go to the moon? What is your thoughts, Bart Sabrell? Well, like I said, I think a comet or asteroid or something like that is headed toward the Earth. Janet Napolitano said so. Just go to sabrell.com and you can read an article about Planet X. I think the cosmic event is coming. They're going to just let it happen to lower the population without being the next genocidal maniac. Yeah. And they'll keep postponing the moon landing until that event happens and no one will care at that point. God bless you, Bart Sabrell. The website, sabrell.com. The book is Moon Man. Go get your hands on it, guys. It's on Amazon. Next time I have a guest on this close, I'm going to do the Kindle, Bart. That way I get the whole thing. Yeah, it's also audio. Yes. I actually read the audio book. A lot of people buy it and listen and read along. I'm going to do the audio book next time, Bart. I know that for certain. Would you be open to coming on again maybe you know, in another nine months or something? Make sure we're all yeah, still, we're all still here. Yeah, read the second half where we have the confession of an eyewitness at Cannon Air Force Base who saw them faking the moon landing. Read all of that. Read about the Apollo 1 fire being sent intentionally by the dead man's own relative saying so, and we can discuss that. Yeah, I'll get you on for a part two. God bless you, Bart Sabrell. Thank you so much for everything, Brad. Great to have you on. We'll get you on soon for part two. Sure, take care. Uh, all right, there goes Bart Sabrell, our guest. I'm Russell. Paranoid America is the show. ParanoidAmerica.com. Check us out online, guys. And stay tuned next week, and we'll get back in the hot seat and do this all over again. It's Paranoid America. In other words, I- You.